0: We'll come up with Ian Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on
1: the Horn. We roll on. It's Ian Rod B. The Detroit Lions stunned the NFL with an opening week win at, uh, or Thursday night win at Kansas City, a place the Chiefs rarely lose, especially a one point game like that, where Patrick Mahomes had several opportunities late to lead his team to a, at least a field goal or the win. We didn't think that was going to happen, by the way. As you're watching the final seven minutes, oh. once David Montgomery scored, you're thinking... Oh,
2: He's got too much time. Way too much time. He's got too much time. And we've seen him do once it so, twice. so many times before. I gave the number out of time. Only Tom Brady, the GOAT, has better winning percentage in fourth quarter comeback opportunities and game-winning drive opportunities. You combine them, only Tom Brady's better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes at 53%. The GOAT's at 56%. So usually... Patrick Mahomes, you know, that's all he needs is a little bit of time on the clock and couldn't get it done. You have to give Detroit a lot of credit for that, man. Hard to beat Patrick Mahomes on the road in Kansas City with Andy Reid calling the plays, too, even if you don't well, have Chris how, Jones or Travis Kelsey.
1: And how much do they miss uh, Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, a lot. How about these numbers? A lot. Um, see if I can find this. Uh, I, I'll find it here in a second. Yeah. But, uh, oh, all right, uh, they
2: missed him a lot because Darius <laughs> Tony he had his five targets and three drops. And the three drops, one turned into a pick six. One was on third down. They could have kept a drive a lot. And the other actually could have, the catch itself would have put them in field goal territory. All those drops either took points off the board or directly gave the opponent points. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen for a receiver. How the hell do you have a bad game as a receiver with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback?
1: And he's putting it right on your hands.
2: The, the, the pick was, it was right through his hands. He's like got Rod B hands, yeah. stone hands, man.
1: Well, then the throw would, would have put him in the field goal range, down near the thirty-yard line. It just, i mean, it was mm. just Mahomes, you know, caught him behind, you know, found him behind the zone and mm. dropped it right in his
2: hands. Yeah, dropped in the right se- in his hands. second half when Mahomes targeted wide receivers, uh, he was two of twelve with one interception Ugh. when targeting wide receivers. Those Unreal. four drops in the game were the second most in a game with Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback. Which means basically he's also a little spoiled. Oh, he is. Because Dak Prescott's been in games where I see sometimes like five, six drops by yeah. <laughs> yeah. receivers in games. So he's a little spoiled anyway. That's a first world problems for Patrick Mahomes. Um,
1: the, the Chiefs on third and fourth down in the second half. Give it to eight me. Eight plays for minus one yard. Ooh. Third and fourth down.
2: Yeah, they only converted like two of their last ten. Com- completion for I two yards
1: games. on third and fourth down in the entire wow. second half. So give – uh, Aaron Glenn and that uh, Detroit Lion defense some credit here because they wasn't there were the drops, but there were also good defense being played. Uh, the, the completion for two yards on third or fourth down, then interception and completion and completion and completion, rush for minus three incompletion, completion and completion. I think yeah. that was on that end of the round. So the defense bowed up. And you know mm. what? I, I, somebody, I think it was Craig Flowers, Colonel Craig Flowers texted us, you know, the, the, the guy up? was lining up off sides the whole time. Yes. But he was telling their play. He He was giving the Lions the play every time.
2: he was. He was giving it away. I brought it up last hour. He was literally, every time he was up on the line like he was supposed to be, it was a run. And when he would give himself a little more cushion for the defensive end's pass rush, he was back, as far back as he could get, illegally most of the time, and also false starting. (laughs) So giving himself, cheating doubly, trying to give himself an advantage. And, yeah, I don't know how the coaches weren't mad at him that he was Essentially giving up the play.
1: Well, because there were people wondering why weren't the, the Lions freaking out about it, and I think they liked it. They're they liked like, yeah, it. Like, oh,
2: I know it's a pass. I know it's a run.
1: We know what's coming. And, uh, we don't know what
2: play it's going to be. We know it's a run or a pass. You know, Aiden Hutchinson couldn't – and he couldn't get a sack because he had to start at such a disadvantage usually, but he did affect the game. And honestly, if that guy – if Juwan Taylor didn't like drop back so far and fall start, uh, honestly, it probably would have led to Aiden Hutchinson getting actually a sack and getting to the quarterback. But he definitely – he definitely uh, pressured the quarterback a lot.
1: He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, so yeah, and you know, then they showed his dad in the in the stands. Wow. I went to high school. They had with him his like mic'd you up. You went
2: to high school with his dad. That's his dad.
1: His dad's my brother's age, so he's two grades above me. But he wow. was a, his dad was a badass at Cy Creek. Uh, That's really crazy. Was. Why was he miked up though? I thought that yeah, was, was kind of
0: cool. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, didn't do
1: that more often. Let's go, Hutch. Yeah, Chris Hutchinson was, was go, from Hutch. Houston, uh, down in the Sci- <laughs> when, at Cy Creek. And you know, if you talk to guys like Sam Adams or Dan Neal or Shane Rink about. Chris Hutchinson, That that was the dude. Like when we were oh, coming okay. up, we were growing up, he was the he was the man, big defensive mm. lineman. Uh, and he went to Michigan, but then he kind of never left, right? He started he graduated at Michigan and started a like a doctor. He's a doctor. And nice. had a family, and that's why Aiden ended up going to Michigan. And now he's a dude in the national football league. Yeah, he is a dude. But uh yeah, knew Chris Hutchinson back in high school. Aiden yeah. Hutchinson.
0: Aiden Hutchinson's definitely a hot sisters kind of guy. Oh good, he's got go three or four trip. of them, right? Uh,
1: yeah. I know that for a fact. I was, <laughs> I was wrong about Joe Burrow yesterday. Joe Burrow's now a very rich man, very very rich man. He
2: is very rich and engaged too, so he got rich at the right time.
1: Hey, when do we when yeah. do you want to do we yeah. we, we, we got to do tie versus me 5 versus 5 picks in the <laughs> NFL and college this weekend. Uh, and we got to do Rod's rant. Do you want to do the rant first or do you want to do the picks first?
2: Um uh, you guys can uh, do the picks first. You got first.
1: your 5 tie Are you feeling are your we five? Doing, first? Are we doing the
0: same games or? No. I'm of, picking 5, you're picking 5. Do we go okay, so snake draft?
1: Yeah, I'm not doing – I'm not picking your picks. I don't All want right, your picks. you go first then. Uh, I got Texas, plus seven and a half. Plus seven and a half or plus seven? Uh, I, my, I got it right here, seven and a half. Thank you All very right. much. com. Okay, I'll take Illinois plus three against Kansas. Ooh. Now Jalen Daniels is going to play in that game, Ron. Mm. Looks like Jalen Daniels will play yeah. in that game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if he plays, man, I'll, I'll take Kansas. What is the number? Three.
1: Three. Yeah. I hate I like to that. do this to you, T Y, because you're Texas State tie guy. I'm going with a U T S A, uh minus thirteen, thirteen and a half. Ooh, I think that line has come down. That's I believe a big in number. I believe in Texas State. I do what I love where they're going. But it's uh I think it's mentor gets mentee. And I don't. I think it'll be close, but I think in the end, Texas State will, uh, UTSA. They're just further along in their program, and I think they'll pull away from that that game. I think that'll be a, a seventeen to twenty one point victory for UTSA. So I've got the uh, the Roadrunners, but still big on GJ Kinney. By the way, That's GJ big. Kinney was uh big was number. uh had an interview with Jim Rome yesterday. Jim Rome.
2: Oh, there you go. And Jim nice. Rome here on our radio. Oh station. no, he's he's, I'd say he's making it right. It's gonna be hard to get him now.
1: We'll get him. He's big time. Again, I was told we will get our man G. Well, don't,
2: don't wait, on to, wait on to lose first. I want to get the coach while he's on the hot streak. Uh, I don't want to be the first interview you know, that he loses. whole labor <laughs> thing got in
1: the way. I tried to get him, but uh, he, was, he was booked up. Uh, all right, Ty, what's your second? I've got Texas State, and I've got Texas so far. I've mean, right. got UTSA and Texas so far. So
0: i got Illinois, and then I have Rice plus 10 against Houston. Rice?
2: Oh, you like Rice, huh? Interesting. I like Not what I saw from them last week. Actually, they, I, I'm with you, though. I, they, I was impressed by what I saw.
1: They're playing U of H. So that, there's all these big, you know, cool Week 2 interstate kind of games. The the I-35 series, Texas and Bama is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but U of H and Rice, that's a big game down in the uh, 7-1-3 run. Right?
2: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. A, yeah, you're right. H-Town representing yeah. Rice trying to, to steal some market share. From U of H,
1: that's exactly right. And I look at it and think, you know, Rice did look pretty good, but even Houston looked better than we thought, right? Because like, I, I don't know that UTSA is as bad as they played last I, week.
2: I had UTSA winning that game. Me too. So I was a little shocked by that. And I'm that defense
1: played pretty well. They played for for Dana Holgerson to hold them to 14 points last week. I thought that would be a higher scoring game. So uh, you got Rice. Give me your give me your pick so far, Ty. I have Illinois and Rice. That's oh, it. Illinois plus three. So I take I make my third. Or do you want to go ahead and make your third. Uh. Oh.
0: I'll make my third right okay. now. Okay, give it to me. I'll take Vanderbilt plus 10 against Wake Forest. Dude, you're taking
1: all the, the smart guys with all these smart institutions. Okay. What's going on with that? Didn't even think about it that way. But I'm Well,
2: smart. early on, early on, man, those guys have died in.
1: I'm going to take Texas Tech getting points. Almost a touchdown at uh, at home after losing that to Wyoming. I uh, know Oregon's coming to town. and you, t- you had a great note on this one, Rod, that uh, Phil Knight's going to be at the game.
2: Yeah, Chris Level, shout out to him. He threw out there that Chris uh, Phil Knight's going to be at the game in town this weekend. Uh, Texas Tech also will meet with Adidas tomorrow. And then Under Armour will have several top execs on campus, and that group includes Kevin Plank, who is the the owner. So I guess the, the, this is all about them getting a new apparel deal for their athletics program. So they're going to ball out. Got Phil Knight in the yeah, house. If Phil, if Phil likes what he sees, they might be, a, they'll be Nike.
1: So I got Texas Tech. Yeah. I got uh, UTSA and the Longhorns taking points. Mm. Uh, what what else do you have there, Ty? I'll you want to do my next one? Yeah, you can take your next one. NFL. Uh, I hate to do this to Jump you, Rod, the but the, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, of course, no, I, dude, I'm all with you. That's what is the number? Nine and a half. Take and it. It's a big take number. It. Take it. And and here's my concern: the Ravens I, with their new look offense mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson. I said this yesterday, we'll talk and about I'm it. rooting for the Texans at noon, but. The You know, no NFL team goes eight deep on their offensive line, Rod. Nope. They don't go eight deep. Mm-mm. And the Texans are going into Baltimore, MT, MT Bank Stadium, with three starting offensive linemen out for this game. And it's really for good. the month of September. Not it, good. it is worst-case scenario when you've got a rookie quarterback like C.J. Stroud, who you'd like to protect with a run game. You're, you're starting left guard, center, and right tackle are all hurt. So you're patchworking your line. Only mm-hmm. one you are you you got Shaq Mason and, mm. and Laramie Tunsil. Your only starters in that game. Uh, I think this game gets away from Houston. I think this is a, a thirty-one to fourteen kind of game. I'm with you. Uh, maybe, and I think there'll be some turnovers. I think C.J. Stroud, if if he plays through this, I'll be really impressed, Rod. I, I mean, he's got you. you got to take the baptism. You got to you got to see the live fire. But man, the Texans took him and and then built that offensive line with the hope that they could start yep. him in mm-hmm. with an ease him in with an offensive line that you could run the ball with Damian Pierce. I just you played in the league, Rod. You you can have one guy that can fill in and and probably be capable like a but, Josh Jones at left guard that mm-hmm. is traded for from the Cardinals. But three you can't find three.
2: But three you can't find three. Yeah, I'm with you on You're that. You have a
1: rookie at center it was a fifth round draft pick, Jared Patterson. Yeah, uh, I don't I think they're gonna I don't know who they're gonna put a right t- tackle. I mean I. Then that's a big spot. I mean, and the guy they traded for from the Cardinals, he's going to play guard. He's play
2: guard, Josh Jones.
1: I mean, the Texans got awful news this week when Titus Howard—they—they they took that cast off. His hand hadn't healed, so they have to go in and do surgery, and uh, he'll be out four to six weeks. Juice Scruggs is out at center. Kenyon Green is out at guard. I got the Ravens minus nine and a half.
2: That's so a good pick because that Ravens offense—it's going to be tough to stop, and they're they trying to make a statement with that offense too. So they're going to throw a ton at the Texans early.
1: Yes. Yep. Yes, and they're healthy. I mean, this is the—the the, the Texans aren't. Uh, the Ravens were the team last year that started the year so banged up with all the running back injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now J.K. Dobbins is healthy, Gus, Ed, Gus Edwards. The one guy that's questionable for the Ravens is Odell Beckham Jr. There's some reports that he's got a, an ankle he's dealing with, but he'll be out there. Um, you know, Mark Andrews still at tight end. That's a, that's, a, that's a big offense to handle, and an offensive line problem is not what you need on the road to start the NFL season. Rod, uh, what's your next one there, T.Y.? I'm going to go
0: with one more college one. I'm going to take Colorado. And uh, what might be a trap game against Nebraska at 11 a.m. tomorrow, but minus three, Colorado hey, favored. I like they, op- they opened up as underdogs in this game mm-hmm. earlier this week, so I don't know. I just after watching that Nebraska-Minnesota game last Thursday night, I, I don't see, and, and and then watching the TCU-Colorado game when at our pregame show last Saturday, I just I don't see any way that Nebraska beats this this Deion Sanders coach. Too team. much
2: skilled talent to deal with, and especially <laughs> home opener. Yeah, and Nebraska. You know, can that, 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 that
0: crowd is going to be oh. Probably the what the best
1: crowd Colorado's had. In I'll last... just say I'm not twenty, gonna, uh, twenty, thirty years. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like doubting Dion. I'm not. I'm not going to take this pick, but I would lean taking those points. I really would. There's a reason it opened up uh, as an underdog because the 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 the, the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers corners still have the better lines of scrimmage in this game, but by a lot. Uh, and that Vegas throws a line out there based on what they think, and then it moves based on who bets on what. Obviously, the money flooded in on Colorado, and that's what drove it to where now Colorado's favored by a field goal. I think if I see a line move like that, I would take the points. I would just just for value. I
2: will say that if there is a time when Vegas is off, it's early in the college football. You're right season. about that. They 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 uh, last year, man, you could have hammered Vegas early on. They're so off they just don't know. Because you know why? You know why? E transfer a portal. They, they 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 can't do that deep dive. Nobody. They don't have that much deep dive. So you're right the about Transfer that. portal schools, which is everybody now. They're way off in their analysis. Takes them about a month. For Vegas to catch up, what's going on in college?
0: And it's not like the old old days where it was some guy in a back room. No, it's algorithms. It, it it's mostly computer. Yeah. Or, they bring in yeah. Yeah. And
2: by algorithms, they don't know what's happening in transfer Colorado? pool either. You're right about it. Yeah, they that's, don't know. So that's, that's the, the best that's, example of that. Yep. And that's, uh, Texas State. Same all of them. That's what I'm saying. Like it. It. I agree with Ty on this though, because Vegas don't listen to Vegas early on in college football season. Just listen to them later on.
0: Well, yeah. NFL different. Well, NFL is
2: different because NFL, you know who all the players are. You yes. got databases on every player. You got thorough scouting report. You don't know who the hell these guys are coming out in uh, in the transfer report well, unless you're, unless you're Jerry Hamilton. Right. And you're you're looking at them coming out of high school, which well, by the way, algorithms was not the doing. about the
1: Nebraska Colorado game is the the line opened this week, so they had, Vegas made that line after seeing them both play,
2: and they were really wrong in the first line. They're going to be okay. wrong about this one too, okay. and then they'll adjust after that.
1: We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I would take the when I see a line move that much, I will take the points. That's just that's a good batting strategy. Yes. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the football game, uh, but I do think Nebraska will win the lines of scrimmage and uh, now have film to watch on Colorado. Uh, we will see. I will just take the if it moves off. If there was a five or six point swing in a. Line, line and during the week i'm going to take those points that this and you you win some you lose some it, op- it
0: opened at uh, colorado's plus
1: eight and a half yes oh it moved to let 12 12 points. and now they're minus three i'm taking <laughs> i'm taking the points <laughs> uh we'll see uh well is that your give me one more time we're, we're at five and i'll give you my fifth i'm gonna take the dallas cowboys minus three oh the homer Ooh. pick you gotta get the dallas cowboys night.
0: I'm, I'm confident about that one like I've, I've been saying Dak and the cowboys that's seem- plus three and a half correct <laughs> minus three and a half yes well they're favorite, correct yes Yes. um you know they've they've owned new york they have they beat them both Uh, times last year i don't think Dak has lost one game against the giants his entire career i think it was his rookie year so i think uh i think they'll take care of business hopefully they win by more than a field goal though you got that you
2: feeling it Mm, okay okay yeah no i'm I'm kind of with town that one i think uh, the giants man they, they they're well coached but man they have a lot of disadvantages can combat to the Cowboys.
1: Every unit, yeah, except yeah, for maybe dad, running back,
2: yeah, yeah. which
1: that's close too. Six on Pollard. I I look forward to seeing this game and what the Tex Coast offense looks like. Dak Prescott said yesterday he's as confident and as comfortable going into a mm-hmm. season as he's ever been. Uh, there's a lot to like there, the defense. But again, I you know Brian Dayball, I'm just, this is this is kind of not even about this game as much as just E Hogan betting strategy. Uh, your home team opener getting more than a field goal. I am just gonna take the value. I'm, you're mm. gonna it's a, it's probably a three point game when it's all said and done. Brian Dayball and his staff have had, you know, weeks to prepare for this game. Uh they know the Cowboys very well. Uh I will just take the if you're gonna it's an even game for me. I'll mm. take the three and a half points, but not, buy, it's not a pick I, of mine. Can I buy the half point? You can buy the half <laughs> point. Not not in our plot, not in our challenge. You're taking the line. Okay. You're taking the line where yeah. it's at. And uh you know who I wanna take, so but I have I wanna see more? the line. I want SMU. <laughs> At Oklahoma, what's oh, the line, Ty? It's uh, fifteen and a half. Yep, I'm going to take Ooh. more than two touchdowns, and I will yeah. take SMU uh, on the road at Norman mm. and getting fifteen and a half. I'm going to take that. I, I think I, I think OU will win the game. I just think SMU is better. <laughs> and back to your point, this you were making, Rod. They they attack the transfer portal at SMU this off season. That's fair. Rhett Lashley has good players. Um, I think Oklahoma will handle their business, but I think uh, two more than two touchdowns too much.
2: Okay, yeah. I can see that.
1: All right. Yeah. That's that's my call. So it ties on Illinois, Rice Vandy, Colorado, and the Cowboys. I've got the Longhorns taking those seven and a half points. UTSA is a favorite. We've got Texas Tech as an underdog. Baltimore is a favorite in SMU. You got four Texas road teams,
2: road. teams on there. Well, those are the teams I know best. <laughs> that's true, that's a good point. That's that's fair. That's a good point. That's why it's a betting strategy. You go with what you know. Go with what you know. Go with what you know.
1: And we'll see. We'll grade ourselves on Monday. Have some fun with that. Send us your locks and upsets for the weekend, too. We'll play along with us and, uh, and get after Coming up, it is our man uh, Ty – our man Ty – our man Rod Babers. Hey, Ty can do it, too. From, from DB High in the 713. <laughs> And, 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 by the way, I saw your Lamar team. Houston Lamar got a win last night in high school. Football.
2: Hey, there you hey. go, baby. Houston yeah. Lamar.
1: They still bringing it down there, Lamar?
2: Oh, yeah, man. They still producing some really good athletes. I don't know how good they are this year, and I don't keep up that much, but they still produce a lot of uh, prospects that end up getting, playing at college ball at the next level.
1: Yeah, man. Yep. And you you were on the on the uh, the on Texas football stream with Drew Kelson this week.
2: Yeah, my man and Drew Kelson. He's, a, he's at DB High too, Houston Lamar. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. I started that um, pipeline. John Jamison. Yeah, before me, they were all going like to to A and M and going to be Oklahoma Sooners. I believe I was the first of the modern uh, football players at Houston Lamar to be to start the Texas pipeline. And after me, all the youngsters they saw the light. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Houston-Lamar beat Clear Falls. I don't know what Clear Falls is. 28- that's that's
2: got to be a new school. New school. I've never even heard of Clear Falls before. 28-6 to six last night. Yeah, it's got to be some new school down there. They're always building some new schools down yeah, there. And I'm
1: not too eager to see Ty's alma mater's team this week. They're, Westlake is playing Aikens. That's always a oh, great Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, okay. It's a district game. Yeah. So how, uh, how, when the starters will be out, what, after like the first? Second draft. I was going to say, I was going to say after the first drive. I was not joking. As we learned from Todd Dodge. No, I've seen, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Respect your opponent.
2: No, you respect them, but I've seen Aikens. Oh, (laughs)
0: Aikens went up my senior year. They scored first, 7-0, and that was not a fun time on the
2: sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) It was mad because
0: they scored well. The coaches were like, it was one of those games where the coaches kind of let us handle everything. It was almost like we weren't calling the plays, but, but it was yeah. more like player led, player led stuff. So yeah. we had our, our captains got into us. Oh, I halftime. would have too. Oh, yeah, I no think doubt. We were, we were up like thirty five seven at halftime or something like that, and they were still like, "This, this is embarrassing." Like, <laughs> Yeah, that seven's
2: embarrassing. That's, how, that's the standard. That's, what, that's
1: how Sark's got to be tomorrow, right? Uh, that's the standard,
2: on. baby. Hey, into the details. All right. I so, like that. Uh,
1: uh, give me them points, Texas, Texas Tech, and SMU. I'm going to lay the points with UTSA and Baltimore. All right, we'll come back. When we do, Rod has a rant. It's going to be good stuff on the Longhorn football side of things as he's been uh, deep-dive film studying both Alabama and Texas. The strategies for winning. Coming back with Rod.
0: Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook 'em up. 1019 AM twelve sixty, the horn.
1: Yeah, yesterday was our picks on the NFL and uh Rod and I's NFC North Division winner did us proud last night. Beat the oh, Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs will be fine, they get everybody back, and they Patrick Mahomes win. is still really good. He needs some receivers that can catch. That would help. I
2: wonder if they will make a trade for that's a receiver. That's interesting.
1: Uh, Ty you said know? Mike Evans earlier.
2: Yeah, for a team that's based not tanking, but a team that has no prospects. Well, you know, before playoffs, no cause playoff the trade deadline is
1: not till the end of October. But if the if the Buccaneers get off to a bad start, mm-hmm. you could see them moving to Mike Evans. That's I for could, sure.
0: Yeah, there was a report yesterday that they're not. Gonna trade him, but all that tells all me it takes is, s- is a well, two and four star or one
2: yeah, and five talking about. That's it. all it always comes out that when they're not gonna trade a player. That's what the 49ers said about Trey Lance. You know what? We we actually gonna keep him. We think we're gonna mm-hmm. keep him. Like, oh, okay, that definitely you well, gonna that's, trade. That's him. translated <laughs> as we haven't
1: gotten a good offer yet. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> that's right. what that means.
1: And and now after last night, Andy Reid's probably thinking, you know, we weren't planning to make a trade for a receiver, but now we may have to. <laughs> we because, may have
2: to. Yeah. Well, because
1: not not only did Kadarius Tony look like he was trying to catch with his feet last night. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh... He, uh, Sky Moore. Remember, Sky Moore was a high draft pick for them. He's like he yeah, a second round
2: pick, I think, right?
1: Yeah, number twenty four. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's invisible. Yeah, it's like well, is he out there? That's why number four, Rasheed Rice, is out of SMU. He's a rookie. He's you notice he you have he, Justin Ross. Did Justin Ross yep. out of Clemson? I like him.
0: Justin Watson as
1: well. Well, yeah. it's, it's it's very similar yeah. with with uh, with Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady, right? It's mm. he's going to throw the ball to the guys he trusts, right? And if he doesn't have that rapport with a guy, and that tells you if you're a Sky Moore fantasy football owner, get rid of him because. Last Last night, when he needed it desperately, he wasn't even looking at him. Yeah, that's a problem. And I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling is probably the most consistent guy last yeah. night, and and a guy like like Mahomes and a guy like the Goat, they tell you who they who they trust by the who they go to, and we know. He has the utmost trust in Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey wasn't on the field.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, yeah, look for that potentially. you think too. the Rams would be willing to let go of Cooper Cup if he got he's healthy? He's hurt now, too. But he's broken. If he got healthy.
0: I would not trade for a guy that's going to see a specialist. Yeah,
2: I need to trade for a guy that can play right away. <laughs> I just I, imagine
0: that, though. A healthy Cooper Cup with Patrick Mahomes. That's true. You That'd know be what unstoppable. I, you
2: can also hit up teams that... Just have a you know an abundance of wide receivers. I like got hit up Seattle and see what they thinking about. Like, hey, you want to keep all three of them? The Tyler Lockett there? Yeah, I'm just say like, hey, like, hey, like, you want to keep all those guys? If not, I can give you a p- nice pick for one of them. Mm, you I know? also
1: think there's not going to be any rush to help the Chiefs around the NFL
2: right now. Also <laughs> true. Great point. You want to do some some Willing and dealing.
1: Yeah. What, yeah. Why, why, why do I want to send a good player to them? You they, gotta find you a
2: desperate team. You gotta yeah. find a desperate team. That's somebody why,
1: that's looking to tank.
2: You gotta find somebody. Basically, after you said first three weeks, they're already losing and thinking, damn it, our season started out bad we may be closer to tanking this year quarterback hurt or something yeah. michael yeah.
0: thomas
1: uh well a he's lot been team. hurt though hey but we has need... he been hurt or is he just I not don't, you
2: playing? Right. i don't they say, <laughs> they say he's healthy now they say he's healthy nobody knows if he's been hurt unhappy or both they I've say nusted. he's healthy now
1: yeah. hey uh so we made our picks in college football i would also say rod before we get to your rant one other game i would look at just because but i i wouldn't take it because their quarterback situation is baylor getting eight and a half points but ba- li- listen Dave Aranda, when your AD goes on the radio the week of after you lose to Texas State and calls the loss unacceptable, unacceptable, mm-hmm. you can't turn around and get blown out at home. Yeah. Again by Utah. And if 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 they cover that line, Rod, that'll be a double digit win. Because it's eight and a half. It'll be, you know, nine or more. You can Dave Aranda is going to be on the hot seat in a big way if they don't find a way to keep that game close or win that football game Saturday. Well,
2: and the start of the season is brutal.
1: Yeah, because they play Texas in two weeks.
2: And they're gonna play without their starting quarterback Blake Shapen in that game. Oh, Baylor could have a real shaky start to the season, man, throughout the first six weeks. And
1: uh, Dave Aranda would be
2: yeah, on the hot seat. I, I think, think he, I think he's gonna be on the hot seat after the first two months. Well,
1: you, you, when you're yeah. when Mac Rhodes, your A D openly says that's unacceptable. Uh, anytime you, your
2: boss says something is unacceptable. You better do something trouble. really good in yeah. the next week.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it better look a lot better. That's which what, is why I think that's heavy on the road because Utah's not as, as nearly as good on the road as they are at home. They're coming into the Texas Heat. And um, Cam Rising, Cam Rising, not he's playing. not playing, yet. playing. Not playing yet. in. That. So I, w- I would look at those eight now. If I won't do it because I don't know what the quarterback situation is at Baylor right now, but uh, I think they'll play. They'll give a much better showing at Baylor on Saturday. All right, let's go. Uh, get to Rod's rant. This is good stuff. We got Texas and Alabama. We're counting down the hours now, not Ooh, just days. Let's do it.
2: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite start getting real. You ain't keeping it around. My God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody
1: stay
0: calm. What oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's oh. Rant of the Day. Hold on to your
1: butts.
2: All right, so I've been trying to, you know, imagine in my head exactly how these games are going to play out on the offensive of side of the ball and defensive side of the ball. And for the first Rod's Rant, I basically played out for you guys in my own kind of imaginary script how I think the Texas offense versus the Bama defense It would play out. Now I'm going to flip the script, go to the Bama offense versus the Texas defense. Um, I Also, I think Bama's going to have a tough time running the ball. I said that about Texas offense. I'll say the same thing about Bama. I think that's why it's going to end up being about both of these quarterbacks making plays in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Because I don't necessarily think Bama's going to be able to run the ball consistently either. Will they pop one or two? Of course. I think Texas will too. But I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball consistently for that to be the identity. Traditional, traditional running game. Uh, make, make sure I be specific there. Traditional running game. But I do think the quarterback running game will will be the focus, will uh, supplement that traditional running game. So they'll have a lot of quarterback design runs, and I think they're going to open up the playbook with quarterback design runs. I think quarterback power, uh, quarterback off-tackle, quarterback lead. I think they're going to go all over the place with quarterback run games just to test Texas to see if Texas is prepared for the diversity in the quarterback run game. And listen, the truth is, when you have and Jenny Miller is not a great quarterback. He's not a great quarterback at all. What he is is a uh, a quarterback with elite athletic traits, and that can be dangerous. And if you guys watched the Middle Tennessee State game, you, you you remember that play where they have a a low snap. Uh, he ends up you know dropping the snap, fumbling, picking up off the ground, and scoring a touchdown off of it. Yeah, Jalen Millrow, yeah, like some, you know, and there are some players with those traits, you know, they, you know, they can turn a negative play into a positive play because he has great athletic instincts. Now, like I said I don't know if he's, I don't think he's a great quarterback, not yet, and they're working on it. It's only his third story, by the way, which is also advantageous to Texas. But he does have the ability to turn something to turn a negative play uh, and make something out of nothing. He can do that in a lot of ways, and he mostly does it with his legs. So Texas will have a spy for him in passing situations. They probably won't have a spy for him on early downs unless Bama is throwing a lot on early downs, which I don't expect them to do. Uh, but if they, have a, if they do start doing that, then maybe Texas will have a spy on early downs. I think the spy will be in passing situations, second and long, third and long situations. And I think they should really you know, be – I think Tech should be creative about who the spy is going to be. I would change it up. I wouldn't let him figure out from down to down who the spy is going to be because it's easier to implement spy beaters and easier for him to adapt and acclimate to whoever the spy is because he's really athletic and tackling that guy in open field is going to be a challenge. So I would make sure it's a different player, different defender, depending on the down situation. Sometimes a safety, sometimes a nickel, sometimes it's going to be a linebacker. You know, I would do, I would, I would switch it up because I think that he can be dangerous once he establishes who the spy is going to be this is only his third start guys so you gotta discombobulate and confuse this guy yep. why not he's only been out there for three starts this is third start this is his second start was last week so if i am pk i'm trying to have his head spinning i want him seeing ghosts i want him trying to identify a different spy on every play and i want him trying to identify where the pressure is coming from on different plays so and by the way, we talked about how the offensive line struggled early on during the season. I heard Coach Brian Irwin talked about that on Texas football. I think he's right. Even with Texas, and it establishes—you know—it takes a while to establish that communication, that continuity, the nonverbal communication um, that you have to establish, the hive mind as an offensive line. Well, I think Texas should test that. They got a left tackle that's a freshman. He's exceptional. If you, to start all right left tackle at any Power Five program like a Kelvin Banks, you have to be exceptional. But we can test it. I think Texas should test it early and often and you can do that by trying to confuse the pass protections with some of the same thing concepts that teams have used against you with twists and stunts up front uh, with amoeba fronts those ghost fronts as well and second level pressures to try to see if that young offensive lineman if his you know if if, if his acumen uh, is is up to par with his talent because sometimes it's just a, it's a lot to process for a young player at freshman and even though their talent level may be at you know starting caliber level sometimes their football IQ is not necessarily there just yet takes a while to catch up a little bit so if I'm Texas um, he, I test that early and often, see if that Caden offensive Proctor. line. Caden yes. Proctor
1: is a big left tackle out of Des Moines, Iowa, by the way. And
2: he's great. He's great. Great like I said, player. I would test it because also there's talk about the left guard. I think his name is Tyler Booker, if I'm not mistaken, that he also is a liability at times in pass protection. Um, so attacking that left side may be key for Texas yeah, it is in terms Tyler of the pressure packages. Yeah, is it Tyler 50,
1: Booker? Yeah, number 52. Yep. Yes.
2: So there's, there's this little talk that he may be a bit of a liability. Texas are dealing with their own issues at guard, right? Cole Hudson, and DJ Campbell, and pass protection. So they're not the only ones. And my point is, if Texas ain't the only one dealing with it, Bama may be dealing with it too. And make
1: and that's your strength, right? Play to it. Your your defensive front, your ability to be creative with multiple per, you know, group, you know, different people. Uh, and you can throw a lot of a lot of really good players at that offensive line and make them think.
2: Agree. Yeah, your front. I mean, with Jalen Ford and those guys. Yeah, you're
1: right. Well, yeah, man. I mean. T- Murphy and Sweat and uh, Alfred Collins and his size and what we saw from Chris Ross last week, Baron Sorrells, Ethan Burke had a heck of a game. Twelve a, deep. Twelve deep up there. And uh, you're going to need every one of them uh, to win this football game and uh, and take advantage of it. I love it. And, and Milrow, that's right. He's young. And, he's young, man. You know, we've talked to uh, the insiders from Alabama, and they're. I think Texas is even more confident in Quinn yours, and even though there's those that are skeptical, and rightfully so, but there's even more skept- uncertainty about Jalen Milrow.
2: It is exactly right. Just because we uh, and by the way, that could mean that his upside has yet to be reached, but he just hasn't seen a lot of football. And I think Texas can confuse him um, in in certain situations. And by the way, Texas has to stop the run, number one, because if you want to get Jalen Miro in a position, a compromising position and force him into making bad decisions, you need him being a pocket passer at least for, you know, for a time until the pocket breaks down and he decides to become a runner. So stopping the run is crucial. I think Texas does that naturally anyway. There was a strength last year. It will be a strength this year. And when Texas does stop the run, then I think that's when Alabama will go to a lot of the quarterback run game. Stop the traditional run game, I should say, the handoffs. They'll go to a lot of quarterback run game. And I think it's inevitable, just my prediction, Blackstone's prediction, that Bama's going to go to empty. I think they're going to go to empty formation, because you can spread out Texas, uh, you can put all of their uh, defense, uh, defensive backs in kind of one-on-one matchup situations, and then you can clear out and create space for Jalen Mirro as a runner, and Empty will get the ball out quick. We know this will work against Texas because it worked last year against Texas. Uh, Bryce Young, his the big adjustment by Bill O'Brien in that game to win the game versus Bama was actually Empty Formation. They were 9 of 10 out of Empty Formation, that's 90% completion percentage, but 100% completion completion percentage in the second half uh, averaging uh, it was 70 yards, I believe, total. But they had one touchdown, two first downs. That was the schematic adjustment that won the game for Bama. So it's in their playbook, right? Because Nick Saban says it's not a Bill O'Brien offense or a Steve Sarkeesian offense or a Lane Kiffin offense. It's the Alabama offense. So Tommy Reese is running the same offense that Alabama has been uh, running for the last few years, accumulating all those different concepts. So you will see empty. And why? Because Rice actually was really Really good versus Texas out of empty. They completed 85% of their passes, actually over 85% of their passes in empty formation. Uh, They had two first downs. They had one touchdown in empty, the only touchdown out of empty. It was the only concept that worked against Texas uh, for Rice was empty formation. And last season, same thing. Bama did it really well. UTSA averaged 9.2 yards per attempt out of empty. They're going to use it. I don't know to what extent Texas has to be ready to defend the dual-threat quarterback that is Jalen Muro out of empty formation. If they don't, then that could, once again, like it was last year, that could be the schematic adjustment that wins the game for Bama. They're uh, going to break it out. It. I guarantee it. Well, it's funny,
1: in both breakdowns, you've got um, <laughs> Texas going to empty to try to create some opportunities if they're struggling, and you've yeah. got Bama going to empty sets, which, you know, because these teams are very similar. I mean, I think that's what we've learned as we've broken them down. Is they both have questions at quarterback and what they're going to get in big moments. Uh, they're both, you know, dealing with some offensive line challenges. Both really good on defense, uh, and both, you know, are still trying to figure out what, what they are. Uh, and that's why we heard Sark say earlier, "This is a benchmark game. We'll find out. We think we're pretty damn good. We think we mm-hmm. have a really good team, and you know, we'll find out." Right here, and uh, I, I love it. The great breakdown from Rod Babers, as always. Those are the Rod's rants. Outstanding. We'll also go behind the burn orange curtain. We'll do that one more time coming up. Quick uh, piece of breaking news before we get a timeout and get to uh, who said that. Who said that? The uh, USA has been beaten and eliminated oh, from the FIBA, FIBA World Cup in basketball today. Is
2: this, not a, is this a joke or something? Uh, German
1: Reeves was the best player on that team. Germany beat Team USA 113-111. Damn. Germany's cold. Germany's cold. Franz Wagner. It is I, becoming Daniel nice.
2: Dice. I mean, come well, on, guys. Austin
0: Reeves is the best player. Yeah, we're. I mean, Anthony Edwards Anthony. probably the best player, but Austin Reeves is the most consi- Has been the most consistent. This the Germans.
2: Time. That's always an indictment on you as a player if Team USA loses and you're considered the best player on that team.
1: I think Dennis is on that German <gasps> team as well. And their, you know, German <laughs> national team wins that they're out of the FIBA World Cup. They
0: game. lost to Lithu- 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 Lithuania. Yeah. Did Lithuania?
2: they? I, I wasn't keeping up with it. I, I assumed they were winning, so I don't keep up. I'm like, I assume they're winning.
1: Me oh. either. Me either. Oh, that's uh, terrible. They didn't, we didn't send our best, but, you know, we still shouldn't be listening to Germany and basketball. It's, it's our
2: sport. It's like Rice. It's like, hey, we know you didn't have a, a a creative game plan, a schematic advantage, but I still expect you to maul Rice in the first half. Right. That's why Sark was upset. He's like, it's Rice, guys. What are we doing here? It's know. like, come on, it's Germany in basketball. Come Can on, we guys. we
1: when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? No. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I uh, we <laughs> to play some Who Said That?
0: Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said
2: that?
1: All right, it's Who Said That, Rod. Who said that? Who said it? I got to play this for you. It's one of my favorite pieces of sound we've had so far on Who Said That. Guess who this is? Can you hear it? There's a little music behind it. There's some production to this. Yeah. And uh, the question for this particular college football coach was uh, what are three things you'd like to forget? And um, here we go. (laughs) Three things I'd like to forget losing to Nick Saban, Um,
0: being fired at USC, being fired on the tarmac at USC,
2: and all the fish they got away. Wow. All
1: the fish that got away I'm for Joey Freshwater.
2: Wow. Come on, man. That is a great line at the end. All the fish that got away. And you have to know about the inside joke about Joey Freshwater to get the, the line. Otherwise, you think he's just talking about, what fish, oh, fish that got away? Wow. Well done. Well done, Lane Kiffin. Hey,
1: I'd like to forget losing the Nick Saban, getting fired on the tarmac at USC. Oh, man. And his, you got to see his face, too, when he does this. And all the fish that got away. What about when
2: Al Davis called him a liar? I oh, good. yeah. When they, when Al Davis La, everybody
1: ran, at we, Tennessee called him a liar, too.
2: But <laughs> Al Davis, Davis ran about uh, Lake Kiffin. That was a great Al Davis Ole rant, Miss the late the, great Al Davis. Ole
0: Miss is the perfect place for him. Yeah, I think he should stay there as long That's as
1: he's corruptive. Can. Yeah, exactly. You Love it. What else do you have there, Rob? Oh, what do you have for me? great.
2: Uh, all right, Ty, do you have the one I sent you? Um, okay, so I won't give up to, give, give away too much here, but this is a former NFL coach now working as an analyst at the college level. Here it is. Here we go
1: you know we we were talking to Cayman Rucker the other night in Charlotte and he obviously played like a monster and he one of the things he told us was that he felt like um that the defensive line for UNC had a good read or a good tell maybe
0: maybe the the South Carolina offensive line was tipping their hands with some of you know foot placement or whatever
1: and the internet has taken this to mean that that you uh you know told uh Cameron and all these guys all the secrets about the gamecocks so Um, I don't know if it, were you able to give any sort of pointers of what to look for? Is that something
0: that is, is uh, completely baseless? Um, that's, I would say this, that's not unique to any, uh, any other team, you know, if, if, if we were to get something, it wouldn't be because I was there, you know, um, you know, we're not sitting there stealing signals like they do in baseball and all that kind of stuff. So it's if, if we get something, it's because uh, Ruck and the rest of the day line notices something during the game. It's like that's kind of giving me a little t- bit too much credit, I think, you know.
1: There we go. That's got to be the defense coordinator in North Carolina, it, you know? right?
2: That is uh, – no, that is – and it, he's actually an analyst for uh, North Carolina. It's Freddie Kitchens. Oh,
1: former Cleveland Browns coach. Yes. Yeah, so, Didn't he have the O for a year?
2: Uh yes, yeah, so was appara- that- I don't know if that was him, but apparently, um, he was at one point he was a South Carolina like analyst, or he was a, a coach over there in South Carolina helping them out. So he was an analyst with South Carolina, and now he is a, an analyst with North Carolina. And there are a lot of people that thought he that basically North Carolina knew they said they had a jump on a lot of the plays that South Carolina was running. And there's a theory is that Freddie Kitchens Ooh, was giving North Carolina. Yes, he's basically giving – well, he's working for North Carolina now, giving them all the plays, giving them all the hand signals, whatever, all the checks that he found out about last season at South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's what be South Carolina's problem. This is like Sark. Remember that the report was? Oh, they, they were stealing the plays. Sorry, they knew all the plays. They knew the hand signals. They knew the checks. It's like we live in a day and age of the transfer portal where players are leaving your program annually. All right? They're leaving annually and coming from other programs. If you are not changing your signals and your signs and your checks and audibles annually, that is a you problem because everybody's uh, spreading that information. I can guarantee you that. Everybody who leaves your program is spreading information. You've got to be constantly evolving
1: and changing what you do without a doubt. Just like in baseball. I mean, he uses baseball as the example. But, yeah, I mean, baseball, if you're not changing your signs, they're going to get stolen. That's just the way that goes if you're not uh, changing them up all the time. How about this one? This is a, a college quarterback, Rod. Who said this? Working with Tom, talking to him and understanding Okay how to improve each week. Uh, he texts me after the game, don't be satisfied. <laughs> like It was cool hearing from him knowing he's still watching and stuff like that. But just working with him, it really helped me just understand, don't focus on the good things. We did that. That That's, that's night and day. We're going to do that regardless. Focus on the bad things. Focus on the things that we wasn't able to do at a high level. Improve that, then you got full armor everywhere.
2: Ooh, is he talking about Tom House? Who's he talking about? He's talking about Tom Brady. He's talking about Tom Brady? He's talking about the GOAT. Damn, different Tom. Better, Tom. Oh, that's good. I don't know who that is, but that's, that's good. That's Shador Sanders. Ah, Shador. I knew. Okay, that is good. I, I should have known that, actually. That's Shador Sanders. Yeah.
1: the Quarterback at Colorado who said after the game, Tom Brady hit me up. Ooh, who, other gets, who gets that? Because yep. I did see, I saw Dion Sanders, Coach Prime, doing an interview yesterday with uh, mm-hmm. Skip Bayless and Michael Irvin on that show that they do. You got to
2: play for Deion.
1: And it was, it was so good. And Dion was like, talking about th- what a dog Travis Hunter is, and he is. And he, he did the recruiting shout-out. He says, and I'm talking to all you other dogs out there that are listening to this mm-hmm. interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll let you play both ways if you can do it, uh, I, and I'm looking for you.
2: He's looking for he the also, next Travis Hunter.
1: And he also put the call out for offensive and defensive linemen. <laughs> he oh, he so. said, we need, some, we need some help up front.
2: We need some dogs on the line of scrimmage. How about some De- big dogs. How about
1: Deion going on national television to, to a recruiting pitch? What you got to do? Smart. Hell, yeah. But
2: brilliant is what it is. Hell, yeah. He's the face you
1: know? of college football probably right now. I didn't. Uh, I didn't give you the stat on how the gambling houses got crushed by him, him and his team last week.
2: We can get that next segment too. I want to hear that. I
1: also got Mm -hmm. a little more, couple more pieces of sound for you. I know you got some for me. We'll have some more of that. Plus, Texas football chatter. Longhorns going to Tuscaloosa. If you're headed out, headed to the airport, driving, be careful, please. But you know, make some noise when you get to Tuscaloosa. It's Ian Rod B. Hook them up.